All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, February 20th of 2023 here, uh, wrapping up a big week of uh, kind of niche sports, kind of different sports. We had, you know, MMA this weekend. We had NASCAR. We had XFL. Uh, a lot of different things going on. We have we have hockey all week long. Still on the NBA All Star break here. So gonna need you guys to help me find some things to talk about this week. So if you guys have questions, get them in the chats and uh, keep the conversation rolling. For those of you who are new here. Welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that you might have, strategy, you know, thoughts on rules, feedback, whatever you guys want to ask. You know, I'm an open book. I will do my best to get you guys an answer. If you guys have questions, you can throw them in the Office Hours channel. In our Discord server, there's a link in the description below to join our Discord. Highly recommend it. Lots of good DFS conversation happening each and every day. And if you're just tuning in, have questions, you can also put them right in the YouTube chat. But we get to all of the questions before the end of the show. So I'm going to pull up Sabersim here. Um, Only one question to get us going today. So now is a great time to get in questions. If you have it, I realize it might be a little bit of a slower week with uh, NBA not back until Thursday. But hopefully we can, uh, you know, get some questions answered prior to then. So the first question that came in here looks like it was from uh, Snowman. It appears Snowman had a good day in the NASCAR streets and uh, was able to, you know, a little over like 10, 15x his buy-in. So congrats, Snowman. Snowman asked uh, how to post in the winner circle. So along with Snowman, I know that uh, Matt, uh, you, you all know uh, Matt, Everybody here, you know, uh, Matt makes regular appearances on the show. Matt had 100K bink in NASCAR over on FanDuel. So congrats to Matt. was a crazy race. Uh, You know, Daytona is, like, notoriously crash-heavy and wasn't crash-heavy at all. The, like, first 100 laps, you know, the last, like, 75 laps, you know, like, maybe one or two smaller crashes. And then, you know, just, like, chaos just, like, broke loose, Um coming down the stretch the last like 10 laps and then they went into overtime. So uh was just like a really crazy race toward the end there. A lot of chaos, but Matt ended up coming out on top. So congrats to Matt on the big hundred K bink there uh, for anybody who, you know, has a win and wants to post in the winner's circle. I'm just going to pull this up really quickly here and uh, we can talk about it. Cause it looked like snowman did not know how to do it. So that probably means that other people as well are, are either not aware of it or do not know how to do it. So this is a SaberSim winner circle page. Um, in order to qualify for the winner circle, you need to finish in the top five of a contest for at least a $1,000 payout. Um, the prize must be at least 10 times your entry fee and or like um, your entries for a single lineup, not like your total entry fees, but whatever it costs to play one individual lineup. And then the tournament must have at least 100 entrants. Uh, you must use one of our logos. And then once you do win, take a screenshot of the win in the app showing the logo, post it on Twitter, tag us at SaberSim, and uh, we will reach out to you and get you taken care of uh, from there. Uh, different prizes for different um, tiers. And, you know, at, at the highest tier, you get SaberSim for life, a free Rolex. You get all of the things you get on the lower tiers, which is a swag box that comes with a T-shirt. 
you'll get a hoodie, a hat, and a backpack. Um, you know, those along with that, you know, you get featured on this page. Uh, you get your your picture up in the app, you know, and um, you get to you know kind of kind of show it off, right? So you know, there's a million tier, there's a hundred k tier, there's a ten k tier, and there is a one k tier as well as the max challenge. Uh, if you guys participate in the max challenge, I know a lot of people have been getting their end of the season prizes. I've seen a lot of screenshots in the Discord about uh, Yeti coolers, and they look awesome. So I hope you guys are enjoying all of the end of the season prizes and um, are enjoying your coolers, right? So so here's like the 10K tier. You get three free months of swag box, T-shirt, hoodie, and a hat. And then there is a uh, 1K tier down here. We just have so many winners. It's so so hard to get that low. Uh, 1K tier, you get one free month, a swag box, and a T-shirt. So if you guys win, you know, take a screenshot like uh, you see here on the screen with the Saberson logo, post it, and we will get you guys taken care of. We love uh, adding pictures to this page and we love our users uh continuing to win and have success in dfs so snowman those are you know the the rules and and kind of what the winner circle is all about there um all right uh question here for a game let's see some nhl lineup build rules yeah so i know that nhl um kind of a strange day they have like two games start today at uh 1 p.m eastern so kind i know like the dk main slate has already started and we can see it up here in the app uh but they they do have you know two afternoon slates as well as some showdowns and then i know that FanDuel is running um the main slate as like a four gamer and then the, which is like their their primary slate with their big prizes and then the the two 1 p.m eastern games are like part of their all day slate and then they did like an early only so the two sites are definitely treating it differently. If you guys missed the main slate over on DraftKings, there is still time to uh, plenty of time to enter the main slate over on FanDuel. So if if uh, you know if you're if you're looking for some NHL action on a day where there is no NBA, uh, that is what I would check out. So so talking about rules here, uh, we we talked about this a little bit the other day, and our uh, our friend Willie K um, was was happy enough to. Uh, jump in and give me some feedback on like some rules that, that I'm using for NHL, which I'm, you know, full disclosure, like I'm not a big NHL player, had a lot of fun with it. To be honest, last Friday, uh, there were like multiple, you know, really high scoring games. Uh, I believe with the Kings and the ducks and with the Islanders and I forget who the Islanders played, uh, but, but was a, was a really fun day of NHL. It was nice to uh, try something different and, and have a little fun. I had a lot of tickets for the the friday slate so as far as rules you know what i had um originally done i'll show you guys like what i'm using so I, originally i was doing a stack three from the same power play line but uh willie k oh, the other day um encouraged me to try out a stack two primary players from the same power play line so what i'm doing is like stack two must be on the same power play um leaving all of the ev lines and power play lines selected saving that rule as like a power play uh stack and then doing a second stack for an EV line, and then must be on the same even strength line, unchecking D here, and then uh, leaving all of the lines selected. So this is a way that, you know, as somebody who does not play NHL regularly, is a good way for me to just kind of force in some correlation. Not 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 to say that the builder won't give you it, um, you know, kind of off the bat or or right away, but, but the fact is that, you know, um, I'm such like a novice to the sport. I don't really um, 
you know, know many of the teams or the players. Uh, I listened to the pro video with Scott last week and, you know, Scott is so sharp, you know, making adjustments to certain teams and certain players based on like a range of factors that he has discovered over, you know, his, um, NHL DFS career, which spans, you know, like four to five years. So it takes a lot of time to kind of gain that knowledge and, and learn where those holes are. And uh, Scott has that ability. Unfortunately, I don't, right? So, you know, the way Scott kind of plays is like he forces in a rule to um, to nudge the builder in, in the direction of using uh, two players from the same team or, you know, kind of uh, more as like a guardrail correlation. Unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm not as well versed uh, in, in, in being able to uh, do something that, that minimal and then figuring out uh, where to go from there. So I'm doing something a little more aggressive by forcing in these two stacks, but at least I know that, you know, I'll have one power play stack. I'll have one even strength stack and then kind of let the builder fill it in from there. So that's how I'm approaching it, you know, on this week of no NBA, but come, come Thursday, I probably will not, be playing much NHL anymore, maybe me moving my action back to uh, NBA. All right, Hiker really said, hey, Andrew, can you explain why the default correlation slider setting is so low for NHL GPP since there is so much correlation in the sport? Uh, yeah, I'm happy to look at it here. I, I will say that uh, right off the bat, you know, so the correlation is at one today. My guess is that because this is a four-game slate, Right. So if we were to go back, let's let's go and try to find like a, a big slate uh, from another day. It's like a five gamer, maybe not. Okay, so we have an eight gamer on um, February sixteenth, and correlation is up like to to four here. So my guess here is that um, larger slate, you know, you're, you're gonna need you're you're gonna not need the optimal to win. You just want to. Uh, kind of force in some more correlation and uh, get some get some bigger stacks because the slate is so big, right? But on a day like today, where it's only a four-game main slate over on FanDuel, this is a much smaller slate, probably less viable lineups, less viable options, depending on who you're talking to. So I think that it is a combination, and, and Neil just, just stole my thunder. So it's a combination of one, sim diversity being so high, and to the size of the slate is going to lead to less uh, correlation, correlation like additional impact needed. So when we are taking these single slate simulations, you know, there is natural correlation in the sims. Like when we, you know, what we're doing is we are simming this uh, Philly game and then this uh, San Jose game and then this uh, Islanders game and then this Rangers game. Like we are, we are simming each of those games one time looking at how all the players did across those sims and then basically building the optimal lineup based on the projections there. So by taking the single slate simulations, like somebody is going to get an assist, like, like there are going to be natural correlations in the sims. So, so one, we're accounting for correlations, but with sim diversity being so high. And then two, we're just adding a small correlation touch on top of that one due to the size of the slate, and two, due to sim diversity being so high. But yeah, Neil Neil hit it on hit it on the head here. So thank you, Neil, for for jumping in there and uh, helping out. But you definitely have your understanding correct there. All right, uh, that is our last question, everybody. I'm gonna hang out a little bit, uh, let some questions roll in here, 
and uh, see see if see if anybody else has anything that they want to chat about today. So uh, I did see that you know I, I was kind of surprised they did like size up the contests on on Friday specifically. I know this week is supposed to be big. Uh, kind of weird with like the two early games. Feels like it's kind of throwing off some of the prize pools. They kind of got to split it up and do some different things. But I believe tomorrow and Wednesday they have like some really big tournaments. Uh, I was really surprised to see like the big four 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 on uh, DK 150k to first for like that like higher stakes contest. I think that's like the biggest one that they're probably going to run all year because I know that they ran a hundred k opening week but I did not see them run anything above that. So the 150K, 444, hope you guys have some tickets. You know, I would not suggest just uh, raw entering that contest. Hopefully you guys have been playing some satellites. I, I would say, you know, I don't think enough people probably take advantage of the satellites. Uh, going to go on like a little satellite rant right now, uh, and then I'll jump on Neil's question here. But, uh, you know, I, w- I would say FanDuel has, you know, so many satellites. Um Definitely, like, DK has, I mean, I mean, I think DK has, like, a good amount, too. But especially, like, under the $3 threshold, I think FanDuel has so many satellites. And then especially, like, the cross-sport satellites, uh, they overlay, like, all the time. So, one specifically that, that comes to mind is that they run, like, a $5 entry uh, NHL monster um, satellite, or, or they were running it, like, a couple weeks ago. And it's like 74 entrants. Uh, it almost like never gets halfway full. So, so I mean, you know, just like the overlay that you get with the satellites on Fandle makes me uh, like putting some more action on there. So, like, I, I think that all the satellites under $3 are really good. And then I think that you can kind of overlay hunt close to lock and then find a lot of overlaid satellites that might be above $3. But, I mean, hey, when it's like, half full like there's no reason kind of not to play it if it's like a a a decent entry fee and and kind of within your bankroll parameters so i i would highly suggest you know taking advantage of a lot of the overlay that you find on fanduel i know DraftKings has like a lot of good satellites too but those like tend to feel like pretty regularly so i think you know you get a little bit more of an advantage by playing some satellites over on fanduel and then Aaron said, yeah, I love throwing in lineups in satellites. Um, just, just like one more note on that, you know, the way that I kind of do this is that, um, I do not build a unique lineup for every single, uh, satellite that I play mostly because I don't want my top scoring lineup to win a $4 ticket in a satellite. Right. So I, so the way that I'm kind of handling it is that, um, I am basically looking through all of my GPPs and the price pools and then like saying, okay, you know, I, I care about all of these contests. And usually it's like where first place covers my entry fees for the night. And then saying, I just want to build a unique lineup for all of these. And then I am duplicating my satellites from within that set. So I'm, I'm still getting like two to 300 unique lineups a night, but from those two to 300 unique, I am duplicating all of my satellites from within those. So sometimes, you know, I have like uh, one lineup entered in like three contests. One is a GPP, two are satellites. The great thing I I like about that is that, you know, if I have like five contests or like five lineups that that do good, you know, then then I'm going to win, you know, 10 to 15 satellite tickets as well as what I'll win for the GPP. So I kind of like that better than, you know, 
potentially having like a high scoring lineup and like a $4 ticket and then missing out on some GPP wins that, that could, uh, you know, grow my bankroll more. So just some thoughts there. Uh, Neil said, any updates on the MLB model in the works? I'm so excited for the season. Uh, Neil, so I don't think we're um, just working. I don't think we are, uh, you know, ready to kind of kind of talk about that, I guess, just yet. Uh, some some things in the in the nearer future for you guys. I don't I don't want to uh, spoil anything, but you know, MLB is like obviously a huge season, obviously right around the corner. Um, hoping to have some other things done in like the next couple weeks here, and then we will be kind of be talking about MLB. Uh, I would say like probably mid, early to mid March. So so give us like another two to three weeks on the MLB content, but we will for sure be talking MLB prior to the season starting. Uh, but yeah, no, looking, looking forward to this season. I used to, um, I went to Long Beach state and, um, Long Beach state. It, it last time I checked, it's been a couple years, but, uh, Long Beach state has like the most players, uh, most alumni in, in the big leagues, like historically, like, like most numbers. Right. So, um, on, on top of that, uh, I know a lot of guys that like, um, when, when I was there, I worked with the team directly and, um, I know a lot of guys that got drafted. Like I know Jaron Duran, he's, he's with the Red Sox. He's been, you know, up and down for like the last two years, been playing really well. Uh, hopefully he is going to be a regular in their outfield this year, but I know like Jaron Duran, I know, uh, one, one of the guys I know, um, Adam Sebaneris, he got traded from the angels to the Brewers this last season. And then I know another reliever over on the Marlins, a guy on the Cardinals. So hoping to see these guys, uh, you know, make make uh, make some big league rosters this season. So I'm following along closely with spring spring training and you know seeing how the guys I know are doing. So so I'm really excited for the MLB season myself. All right, um, let's see here. Hiker really said, "What are your thoughts on the use of mini nicks in NHL? Is it dependent on slate size and slash or number of entrants?" Thanks. Okay. Um, so hiker really, I think using mini neeks is honestly a great thing to do for NHL. And I'm just going to run a couple lineups here so we can, uh, talk about it a little bit, but I, I will just say, you know, the only thing that really depends on like slate size is the number of uniques you're going to be able to get to. Right. So just thinking of a smaller slate, uh, you're probably not going to be able to get to as high of a number as if you were on a larger slate just because of like viable options and, and players are probably going to be used in a higher percentage of your pool. Right. So looks like we have like five players over 20% here. Um, I don't, I don't know what this number looks like on like an eight, nine, 10 game slate, but my, my guess is it would be lower. So, I, you know, just right off the bat, there's probably less viable options, probably less good options. So just become comfortable using less meanings on a smaller slate in general, but I think mini neeks is great. Um, I, I, I will use it regularly in my own process. I know that, uh, Scott is a huge advocate of mini neeks and you know, he's obviously our resident NHL expert, um, uh, concept that he talks about in his NHL like pro videos is this concept of militant diversity, which is basically, he is just trying to get as diverse as his pool will let him. So that leads to him making more adjustments in the home screen to try and make sure that regardless of what lineups or players or combinations are used in the post build, that he is okay playing any of them 
And then that will allow him to have more available lineups to get even more diverse. But I think Mini is great. I think the builder is doing a really good job, like right off the bat here. Um, you know, let's see, we are at, we are at four mini Neeks, which is just about the halfway point, And we're only at lineup 31 out of 500. So let's get this up to five at, at five mini Neeks here, which is, you know, there are nine players in this lineup. So that's over half of your lineup um, is, is different from every other lineup of your 20. And we are only at lineup 48 out of 500. So we are still within the top 10% of your lineup pool and have a huge amount of diversity here. So like this, this looks great to me. I think that we've made a lot of good improvements. Um, the, the um, sim diversity slider has helped out a lot with making lineups more unique and keeping those lineups toward the, the higher end of your pool and grading really well uh, using Sabre score. So I'm, I'm a big advocate of mini uniques. I would use it and um, I would use it, you know, to, to the point that, that you're comfortable with, right? I think this five is, you know, I kind of like a, like a heuristic that I like to use is like, you know, if, if half of my lineup is different from every other lineup in, in the pool, then usually I'm okay with that. And I'll kind of just be hands off at that point. Um, there are exceptions to that, right? Like when I was building lineups for, um, well, maybe not. Like when I was building lineups for Daytona on FanDuel uh, yesterday, there's like five drivers in a lineup and I was running like mini uniques of three. Uh, just because it's so crash heavy, right? You kind of want to be as diverse as you can. You know, maybe maybe four is fine. If you're, even if you're playing like a smaller number of lineups, maybe you're playing like a three max. Uh, maybe you do mini uniques of five and where each driver only gets used one time because you only have three lineups. That's 15 total drivers and there are 40 drivers. So I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach as well. But just kind of depends like what kind of player you are. Uh, no right or wrong way to use it. Some people don't like using it and just max ev right and then some people are like no i want to get as spread out as possible and then you know i'm kind of somebody who likes to come in somewhere in between there so a lot of different ways to use it uh would do it the best way you see fit aaron said great you answered my next question i like to chase overlay with like 15 minutes before lock yeah i think i think that's a great option you know and i, I would do it cross sport i mean cross site too so but i'm but i'm telling you guys like those cross sport satellites are the most likely to overlay so if you're playing NHL, like go look for like some PGA or like some golf ones. They run a, they usually run like a golf mega qual, which is like a, uh, I think it's like a $4 nine max. And they usually have like four to 500, you know, total entries. And like, I've seen that one only get into like the two hundreds and like overlay significantly. So I, I, you know, one other thing I like to do and, um, so, so, so we're going to use this $4 as an example, right? I'm pretty sure it's a nine max. Um, I will not enter the max. Usually what I like to do is I like to enter six entries into that contest. And I'll tell you guys why, uh, because you're winning $15 tickets to PGA. Like it's a, it's a $15 PGA contest. I believe in April is what it's for. Uh, probably like the first master or, or the first major or something like that. Um, so, you know, I could enter like, if I enter nine, then I have to win three tickets to to have like a, like a set off there. And then, so I'd basically be winning, you know, $9 uh, of like free satellite entries. Um, but, but, you know, even, I think even winning three tickets in that, you know, specific format is like kind of tough. So I'll usually enter six lineups. Uh, because that's twenty four dollars, 
as opposed to the seven, which is 28. So if I enter seven times and I win two tickets, that's $30 worth of tickets. I only, I only get like $2 of like satellite entry fee there. But if I do six and I can still cash two, then I'm getting like a little bit uh, more return for my investment there. So I would just like kind of think about, you know, uh, how many uh, tickets are you shooting for? You know, what are you gaining by playing that satellite? Like if I were to answer seven, I would kind of need to win three uh, for that to be like uh, to, one to beat the rake, right? They're still raking this at like 15%. Uh, so, you know, one, you still got to beat the rake for that contest. And then two, you know, you do want to like, not just like, if I just wanted to enter, you know, over a long period of time, I would set money aside and then play it. But no, I'm trying to like, you know, get into these contests at a cheaper dollar value uh, overall. So, so I would just be like a little aware of what you're entering and what you're getting back and remember the rake and then kind of figure out how many entries you want to do into some of those overlay contests. All right. Uh, question for May game. What's a good process for using an average of projection sources? If I use an average of SaberSim and my projections, does it adjust as SaberSim sims come in? Okay. Good question here. So I am, um, I'm on the pro plan here. So I can do all of the aggregation and stuff in the app. And the way that I would do this is, so like, let's say that, you know, um, you obviously have this SS proj column here, right? And then let's say that, you know, you have another uh, custom projection source where uh, these three guys are hired, you know, you're going to upload it using the upload button or upload CSV, copy and paste, whatever you want to do. And then you're going to upload it. It's going to come into this my proj column. You go over here to save. You go to save projections. I'm just going to use this mock. So I'm going to hit save, right? Now it's going to create a new column um, for any players that your new file or copy and paste did not have a projection for. It is just going to copy over the Saberson projection. So like I only changed uh, these three guys up at the top. So for everybody else, it's just going to assign them the Saberson projection. Just so you guys know. That is how it works. And then now that I have, you know, the SaberSim and the mock, they're both available under this projections dropdown. One, I can use an average, which is this average projection column, which is going to take the average of the two. And then if I want to make that my projection source, you know, it's not going to change automatically. So if we were to build at this exact moment, because this box over here says SaberSim slash SaberSim, this means that you are using the SaberSim projections uh, in your my projection column to build your lineups. So if you want to change it to, you know, your custom projections, make sure it says mock here, and then your mock column will go into the my projection column. Or if you want to use the average, you know, change it to average, or if you want to do a weighted average, right? You just got to name this. Um, I'm just going to name it mock one here. And then I, if you know, if I want to do like 75 Saber Sam, 25%, uh, my, my uh, second source, and then hit apply. Now I have a uh, weighted average, going to create a fourth column and then going to move those into the my projection column to build your lineups. So that is like one, how you upload custom projections Two, how you save custom projections. Three, how you know um, you adjust the projection source that you're using, how you average and how you do weighted averages. It works the exact same way for ownership. If you upload ownership, it'll go into the my own column. You could save it, rename it you know, average it, weighted average it, whatever you want. But just remember whatever is uh, chosen under this projection ownership dropdown uh, is going to be whatever is put in the my projection in my own columns. And then that is what will be built, what will be used 
to ultimately build your lineups. But uh, a game, let me know if that uh, makes sense to you, if it doesn't make sense to you, and if you have any more follow-up questions there. All right. Uh, just looking here. Um, I saw XFL had a really good uh, kind of opening weekend. I heard that, you know, they they, they filled the, the big contest. They didn't have issues with um, – with ownership being like exposed prior to lock, I saw that there was like decent, uh, you know, injury reporting. So seems like a big win for XFL there. And uh, we'll be interested to see if like they continue to run bigger contests. I know that they already sized it down. I think a little bit, maybe it's like a 50 cater first, uh, but ultimately a successful weekend for XFL. So like that is promising for the future. I know that we are going to, try and be uh, supporting it further. We are showing the, the um, slates in the app with player IDs, with, you know, salary. So you can uh, upload custom projections, um, you know, maybe maybe more news to come on that front uh, in the near future. Fingers crossed there, everybody. Uh, you guys can guess what I'm alluding to, but not going to explicitly say it here at the moment. But uh, we are just about at the 30-minute mark. Um, if you guys have any questions throughout the day, throw them in the Office Hours channel in the discord and uh that'll get us a queue of questions to get rolling on tomorrow hopefully uh we continue to have different things to talk about different ideas different concepts uh as we wait for nba to return but until tomorrow 2 p.m eastern i will see you all take care